Join the Thinking in English Conversation Club right now and get a seven-day free trial. That's right, one week free to see if you enjoy our Conversation Club. The only way to improve your English speaking ability is by speaking and speaking as often as possible. And the best way to do this is with my Conversation Clubs. Join small groups of other Thinking in English listeners, along with me and professional English tutors, to discuss fascinating topics, learn vocabulary, and really improve your English. All of our clubs are conducted online and are an amazing space to practice, test yourself, and meet interesting people. We run clubs six times a week, and the more of you who join, the more sessions we will run in the future. You can join the Conversation Club right now for just $10 a month. And if you sign up today, you can get a seven-day free trial. Click the link in the description or go to www.patreon.com forward slash thinking in English to join now. Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level English learners. BRICS is expanding. The group now contains 11 large and powerful economies. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, Saudi Arabia and the UAE. However, what exactly is BRICS? What is its purpose? And why is it expanding? Let's discuss these questions today while improving your vocabulary and listening comprehension. You can find the full transcript for this episode for free over on the Thinking in English blog. Click the link in the description. Here is today's vocabulary list. Emerging economy. Emerging economy. These are developing nations experiencing rapid growth and industrialization. For example, BRICS refers to a group of emerging economies. Institution. Institution. An established organization or system typically with specific goals, rules and functions. As in, BRICS is not a formal institution like the World Bank or the United Nations. Multilateral organization. Multilateral organization. An international institution involving multiple countries that collaborate and make decisions collectively. For example, BRICS is not a multilateral organization either. Expansion. Expansion. The act of becoming larger, more extensive or broader in scope. As in, the expansion of BRICS has added six more nations to the group. Convention. Convention. A formal meeting where individuals or groups gather to discuss and address specific issues or topics. For instance, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Iran, UAE, Ethiopia and Egypt were added at the most recent BRICS convention. Global order. Global order. 
the system or arrangement of power, governance and international relations among nations on a global scale. For example, the group now wants to rival the existing global order. Sanction Sanction Official measures or penalties imposed as a means of pressure or punishment. For example, some of the members of BRICS, like Iran and Russia, are under international sanctions. Alliance Alliance A formal agreement or partnership between two or more parties, often nations, for mutual support or cooperation. For instance, some experts wonder whether BRICS could actually turn into an alliance in the future. BRICS, an informal club of economically powerful countries, is growing. At the most recent convention in South Africa, six new members were invited to join BRICS. Argentina, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Iran, Egypt and Ethiopia. Along with original members, Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa, these new countries are poised to reshape and rival the existing global order. Some experts have described BRICS as an alternative to the US and European-led global organisations. Over the next decades, the group will become economically stronger than the traditional big economies. They will be home to almost half of the world's global population and control large amounts of oil. But what exactly is BRICS? Is it an organisation, an allegiance, a bloc? How did it start? Why is it expanding? And why do countries want to join it? Let's discuss these questions over the rest of this episode. So one of the first questions anyone has about BRICS is, what exactly is BRICS? Well, let's start right at the beginning. In 2001, an economist for Goldman Sachs, the American investment bank, first used the term BRIC to describe a group of economies he believed would become the dominant economies in the world by the year 2050. These economies were Brazil, Russia, India and China. In 2010, South Africa was added, hence the acronym BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa. For years, this was accepted as financial and economic wisdom. The BRICS were certain to become major powers in the future. The five countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa, were some of the fastest growing emerging economies for decades. They all benefited from large and young populations, low labour costs and a lot of natural resources. Back in 2001, a Goldman Sachs economist called O'Neill noted that this group of developing economies was growing much faster than the traditional powerful economies. Importantly, and perhaps surprisingly to some of you, BRIC was not originally an organised group. Goldman Sachs never suggested that the BRIC countries would become a political union or even a trade association. 
it was simply a selection of growing countries. Instead, the group of BRIC countries, later BRICS countries, was used as an investment fund offered by Goldman Sachs. In 2003, another set of Goldman Sachs economists published a further report. They claimed that by 2050, the BRIC countries would be economically more powerful than the group of six countries, which had traditionally been the world's most powerful economies. They predicted that by the middle of the 21st century, the global economy would look remarkably different from the one today dominated by North America, Europe and Japan. Despite the group's origin in Goldman Sachs investment reports, BRICS has become a kind of informal club. It is not an official multilateral organisation. It's not the same as the UN, the EU, or even an organisation like the World Bank or the Organisation of Petroleum Exporting Countries, like OPEC. It has no headquarters. There is no formal structure or organisation. It doesn't even have an office. It has been called an alliance or a block in newspapers recently. However, it isn't either. This is because all of those words, alliance, block, organisation, have official definitions in the world of international politics. And this group, the BRICS group, has no military cooperation, no ideological similarity, and there isn't even a free trade deal. The members don't agree on most issues. China and India, for example, have serious rivalries and active border disputes. India, Brazil and South Africa also have aspirations to become permanent members of the UN Security Council, alongside China, Russia, the US, France and the UK. But Russia and China don't support India, Brazil and South Africa joining. However, the members do meet. The members and the heads of state of BRICS meet annually at an event called the BRICS Convention. At this convention, the members discuss and negotiate trying to form better economic relationships, ties and connections. The first convention was held in 2009 and the 15th has just finished. BRICS sees itself as an alternative to the Western global order. BRICS has been viewed by its members as a way of increasing their international influence and expanding their economic powers. The group contains over 40% of the global population, including the two largest countries, China and India. In fact, the idea of a group separate from the US-led global order has proved to be appealing to many other nations around the world. South Africa joined the group over a decade ago after meeting in India along with Brazil, Russia and China. The five current BRICS members represent over 23% of the world's GDP but have long argued that they are underrepresented in global institutions like the International Monetary Fund. So what exactly is the purpose of BRICS? Well, first and foremost, it is economics. This is the driving force behind the group. Right now, the only formal BRICS institution 
is an economic one, the New Development Bank, a global institution with billions of dollars created to finance development around the world. But there are a few other loose purposes of BRICS. BRICS members often criticise global institutions like NATO and the UN. They push for changes and reforms in global institutions, like establishing the New Development Bank as an alternative to existing financial groups. Moreover, the countries tend to support each other, or at least not criticise each other in controversial situations. And this has been seen with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, where China, India, uh, to some extent Brazil and South Africa, have not been as vocal in their criticism as European North American countries have been. So BRICS is expanding. It originally had four members. South Africa joined in 2010, and now more members are joining. In fact, according to BRICS, 40 different countries had or have applied to join the BRICS group. Six countries have been admitted. Let's have a look at who they are. Number one, Argentina. Argentina has a population of over 45 million, a mixed economy, and is rich in natural resources, including minerals and agricultural products. The country has faced serious economic challenges in recent decades, including massive inflation and debt crises. Its inclusion in BRICS could enhance its global economic influence and help it escape from these crises. Egypt Egypt is the most populous country in the Arab world, with over 100 million people. Egypt's economy is diverse, with sectors like tourism, agriculture and manufacturing. The country is strategically located due to the Suez Canal, a vital trade route connecting Europe and Asia. Ethiopia Ethiopia is the second most populous country in Africa, with a population exceeding 120 million. Ethiopia's economy has been growing rapidly, driven by agriculture, manufacturing and construction. The country is also home to the African Union headquarters, reflecting its role in regional diplomacy and governance. Iran Officially known as the Islamic Republic of Iran, the country possesses significant oil and natural gas reserves, which have played a crucial role in its economy. Iran has faced international sanctions due to its nuclear program and has sought economic partnerships, especially with countries like China and Russia, to mitigate the impact of these sanctions. Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia is a Middle Eastern country known for its vast oil reserves, making it one of the world's largest oil producers. It has a population of around 35 million. While the Saudi economy relies heavily on oil exports, the government has been working on diversifying the economy through its Vision 2030 initiative, which aims to reduce dependence on oil revenue and promote sectors like tourism and technology. And the UAE. The UAE, or the United Arab Emirates, is a federation of seven emirates in the Middle East, with Dubai and Abu Dhabi 
being the most prominent. It has a population of approximately 9 million. The economy is highly developed and diversified, with a focus on finance, tourism and real estate. And the country is known as a global business and travel hub. So these are the countries joining BRICS. But why are they expanding? Well, there are several different reasons driving this move. First and foremost, this expansion is seen as an opportunity to strengthen the group's influence and relevance uh, on the global stage. China and Russia have been strong advocates for this expansion. The inclusion of Iran in particular aligns with their interests and bolsters the anti-US feeling within the group. Moreover, the addition of Saudi Arabia and the UAE brings significant economic power to BRICS, especially in the context of the global oil market. These countries, along with Argentina, are also members of the G20 group of powerful economies. Another driving factor behind BRICS expansion is the desire to reduce reliance on the US dollar-based global payment and financial system. BRICS members have agreed to increase the use of their own local currencies in trade and investment transactions among themselves. For example, buying oil in rupees, the currency of India. Now, this expansion has many benefits for the BRICS group, but it could also bring several potential problems and challenges. The group will now encompass countries with diverse economic, political and strategic interests. Managing these differing priorities within the bloc could lead to tensions. The inclusion of Iran, for example, with its strained relations with the West, could lead BRICS to take more anti-Western positions in international groups. This might harm cooperation with Western nations and potentially isolate BRICS. Economic disparities among BRICS members also pose another challenge. China, for example, has a dominant economy, while others like Ethiopia and South Africa are smaller and less developed. South Africa in particular is, has been described as a failed state recently due to its economic struggles, and Iran and Russia are under sanctions. As BRICS expands, coordinating policies becomes more complex. Cooperation among 11 countries with varying interests and priorities is going to be a challenge. Some BRICS members have regional interests and alliance that may not align with the broader objectives of the group. Balancing these regional commitments with BRICS collective goals will be complex. And finally, some BRICS members, as I already mentioned, are subject to Western sanctions. BRICS support for these members, especially Iran and Russia, could strain relations with Western countries and have economic implications. Overall, the expansion of BRICS introduces both opportunities and challenges. While it enhances the group's geopolitical and economic influence, it also requires careful management of differences, coordination of the different policies, and the ability to navigate this changing global landscape. So here is today's final thought. 
Bricks has doubled in size this month. This expansion, motivated by economics and geopolitics, has the potential to reshape the global order. The group now contains massive economies, large oil producers, nearly half of the world's population, and a large collection of countries who feel let down and left out by the traditional powerful global institutions. What does the future hold? Perhaps we will see BRICS countries form closer economic relationships and use their platform to rival the West. However, it also presents challenges. Within BRICS, the countries are not necessarily the best of friends. China and Russia, China and India, Saudi Arabia and Iran, these are just a few examples of traditional rivalries. But what do you think? What do you think the future of BRICS will be? I know I have quite a few listeners from uh, countries that are members of BRICS, especially Brazil uh, and, and Russia. So what are your thoughts about the expansion of this group? Do you think it is a good thing? Do you think there needs to be a rival to the existing global institutions? Or do you think BRICS is going to struggle because all the countries who are members of BRICS probably won't agree on anything. Let me know by leaving a comment on Spotify, a comment on the Thinking in English blog, on the transcripts, um, or you can reach out to me on Instagram. Um, I often mention the transcripts at the end of these episodes because still, every day, I get messages from people asking, where are the transcripts? Well, they're on my website. Go to thinkinginenglish.blog uh, on the homepage, you'll see some of the most recent episodes, or you can click podcasts on the menu of the website and you'll have access to every single episode's transcript. Um, there's also a search bar where you can search the episode name and you'll get the podcast transcript as well. And if you're a Patreon member, you'll also be able to view the interactive podcast transcripts, which I share out uh, on Discord and also embedded in the blog transcripts. So, yeah, sorry, just have to mention transcripts again uh, because they're free and they're a useful resource if you don't understand any words. In fact, Patreon members can also access extended vocabulary lists. Um, I think this episode's vocabulary list is about 50 words long um, and they're also on the transcript at the bottom of the transcript. So thank you all so much for listening today and I'll see you all next time. Goodbye.